Hello, Internet, and welcome back to SEO Explained, episode number five. I'm joined today by Kyle Roof. I'm Adam Truskowski, and today we talk about AI and what it means for SEO. So, big question. It's on everyone's mind. Um, has, it real, has AI really changed everything? No, SEO, uh, AI has not changed everything in SEO. The big thing that it has changed or, or is in the process of changing is in the rate that you can create content. Mm -hmm. uh, using AI tools, you can create content very quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, but in terms of like search engine and uh, engines and what they're doing, they are incorporating AI elements, but they're not changing the search results themselves. What they're doing with that is they're, it's enhanced search. So a search is done, and then an AI tool can extract information yeah. that's important to you. And I think we'll see a lot of that going forward. SEOs already have a lot of tools that do this already. There are a lot of Chrome extensions, for example, that you that uh, SEOs will use to pull information out that is specific to them, information that they want. I see that opening up a lot more for, for other people so that they will have uh, tools available to them to extract information from a search that's more interesting to them or, sure. or the information that they need. I see it moving that way, but I'm not overly concerned about a mass change to how search works. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't think it will change how SEO is done. What I see is an opportunity for more optimization. Sure. Because if there's an additional tool that is extracting information, we want to figure out how we can optimize to make sure we show in those results as well. Essentially, there'll be the results as we have them and then a separate set of results of, of extracted information. We want to make sure that our information shows up there. So I think it's just going to be more optimization opportunities for us. Do you think that it has the potential of reducing uh, informational queries since you don't necessarily have to go to Google or any search engine to find that out. You can just throw it into ChatGPT or any other tool. That's that's a great point. And it's, I think, important to understand that it's not doing any searching. It's a language model. Yeah. And so what it's doing, it's not going out and looking for anything in particular. It's making a prediction as to the words that should be associated with whatever you asked it. And so if you're not seeing the source, you're not going to, you're going to have difficulty confirming if you're actually getting the correct information. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the nice things about getting 10 results or more is that you can see, is this coming from a reputable source or is this coming from a source that should not be giving this type of information? And now when you take that into a language model, it doesn't even know what its source is. It's yeah. just kind of like pulling that information out. So it could take a little from here and a little from there. And uh, you end up with a very horrible recipe. Yeah, Abe Lincoln <laughs> uh, sailed the seas in 1492, right. basically. Yeah, and that it's interesting that it will provide a very confident and a very wrong answer because <laughs> <laughs> it'll it'll state with confidence what you're looking for, but it could be horribly completely wrong. Yeah, I did hear somebody say once. Well, well, why don't you go ahead? And we could just confirm in Google then. And I was like, if I have to go back to Google, what's to the point? Why didn't I just start? And that's yeah. how I think consumers will will view it as well. As soon as they get they rely on some information that's very, very wrong. Mm -hmm. They won't use it anymore. And you know, a prime example of this it was when Google announced Bard, their version of, of ChatGPT. Went so well. In the very first example, there was incorrect information. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. Like that shows exactly the problem. And it was such a technical question. It was about the James Webb telescope. What are cool things about it? Mm -hmm. The item number three was not that telescope, but I wouldn't know that. Yeah. You know, the only people that would know that were probably the scientists that worked on it be like, hey, that was that's, our thing. That's wrong. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so that's that's the problem. But if 
if we had seen, did this information come from NASA mm -hmm. or did this come from some enthusiast website, mm -hmm. you know, Bob's rockets, then we would be able to say like, you know what, maybe I'm going to take the NASA version over with a little more. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but the, 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 the chat GPT can't make that distinction. Gotcha. It doesn't know that that's a better website. Yeah. It, it also doesn't understand sarcasm. Yes. You know, you might say that this horrible person is a great guy. You know, now ChatGPT is like, oh, it's a great guy. <laughs> no, I'll go ahead and put this into my information because it's not going to get nuanced. That's dangerous. Yeah. Right. So that's how that can skew. But so um, as a search engine itself, I'm not concerned about that because I don't think it'll, it'll work that way. And giving it more information doesn't make it better. It's yeah. not a situation where it just needs more info. That doesn't make it better. The model has to be retrained. Gotcha. So... Um, I think search results will stay similar to how they are so that you can actually see the source and make an informed decision as to whether or not this is the information you need or if this is the most correct information that you can uh, get access to. Gotcha. I know that um, a lot of SEOs have, have jumped on the bandwagon and are using the tool, some for good, some for bad. Um, any insights on kind of how to use the tool well and not get yourself in trouble? Well. You have to test it. And that, that kind of goes back to our SEOs running their own tests. Or are they testing on, on your site? Yep. Um, you want to make sure that you're not going to get harmed. Uh, we spend a lot of time with a lot of top SEOs that also run their own tests. And I've seen a lot of results where sites that are pure uh, AI-created uh, content will do very well in the beginning and then will crash. And I think that's because uh, Google is treating this similar similarly to how they treat duplicate content okay. and mass pages. Okay. These, these are issues that Google's already confronted. Mm -hmm. And uh, once they realize that you are creating mass pages or that you're putting out a lot of duplicate content, they start to devalue your site. They start to crawl it less. And that's mm -hmm. how they handle those types of issues. Uh, AI content is basically duplicate content. It's spun content. It's yeah. just a very advanced spinner. So it's not adding anything new to the web. And so if 50 people ask it the same question, they're going to get about the same answer. They're all going to throw it up on their websites. Now they have 50 duplicate pages. Yep. And then once Google identifies, like, oh, this is just duplicate content that's on a whole bunch of other sites, it'll start to devalue that site. Yep. So you want to run tests to, to understand, you know, how it can be used properly and safely. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want to burn anybody's website down. I'm sure that if they're looking long term, they don't want to burn their website down. As Either, well, yeah, and so that's why we're running these tests. There, there will be applications for it, and I think by and large it'll be fast forwarding like the content creation, like yeah, the, getting through the rough draft faster. Yep, I think it'll also be good for content clustering mm -hmm. and looking for terms that are related to each other that would be good to write about to get topical coverage, you know, to cover a, a topic completely. Cutting down the time to find all of those, right, and yeah. and then to kind of brainstorm how to move from this topic to that topic yep. and, and how we can do that in a way that will flow well for the website. Yep. I think it'd be really great for that. But um, we are testing that so to make sure that that is, right now that's the assumption, right? Yeah. We want to make sure that that still won't get us in trouble sure. or get any, of the, uh, any client sites in trouble. Sure. I know there's, um, in the affiliate world, there's a lot of people that are super stoked on it. Uh, any insight? I, EAT is a big metric with affiliate already. Uh, you don't want to add fuel to the fire of Google not liking you. Any insights for affiliates? Yeah, I think the, if you're just putting out pure AI content, I think you're doubling down on your issues. You know, where you're trying to hide trust signals from Google, and then now you're going to give Google a whole bunch of uh, duplicate, content. duplicate content, like yeah. unedited content. Yeah, it's a recipe for disaster. Um, 
what I think you'll want to do, like in those, the more human editing you can do, the better. If you okay. want to be risk adverse, I think you want to edit as much as you possibly can. Okay. Adding the, the experience. So if you're talking about products, you want to, the I or we. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Like I can see the argument for getting terms of, that make it clear that you actually do have experience with this product or the service uh, when you're describing something or trying to sell something. That, gotcha. That you can say like, hey, we actually have done these types of things. Okay. So for all the people out there watching right now, should they be using AI-generated content? I would avoid it right now. Okay. Yeah, I would, I, uh, I would be very cautious with it. Um, what I would use it for, though, like, uh, would be that rough draft. Okay. To kind of spit out that rough draft, I think is a great way to, to get it going and generate content ideas. Okay. You know, what, let's say you, you need to add a section to a page. It can be very good in helping, giving you suggestions on what that section should be. Okay. And that's how I would use it. Gotcha. Um, I, we touched on this a little bit. Any other search experience changes that you foresee that may affect SEO traffic? You know, when Google came out with featured snippets, everyone was really concerned that it would, that would take all the traffic. The featured sure. snippet is is a, a box at the top, and it takes a blurb out of a website, and people were concerned that 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 would no one would click through. Right. Yeah. The thing that we I think experience is certain types of searches people won't click, and and that's like what time is it in Portugal? Sure. Right? You know, um, you know what day is you know President's Day? Sure. And and so it's going to give you that answer, and there is no reason. To, to go further. To click in. Yeah. That's the same with voice search. Those are the voice searches. Like, hey, yeah. you know, hey, Google, what time is it? Yeah. You know, <laughs> the other voice searches are play this song. People were really concerned about voice search for the same reason they were concerned about featured snippets, saying that it would just take away traffic. Sure. It turns out it's not. People use it specifically for those things, like to play a song, to get the time, to find out the weather. Yeah. But after that, even if there's a featured snippet, they're still going into the web pages to get more information. Gotcha. You know, they're not just looking at that little paragraph and then going off by and large they're looking at it that's the result that i want sure it's confirm confirming the information where then they're going in still with the click to see so um i don't anything that comes along i don't think it's going to steal or take away too much search traffic in the same way that voice search and and featured snippets did not take away that much traffic sure they took away some traffic but it's also probably not traffic that anybody's trying to monetize anyway and like you said earlier if you have to go back to google to confirm then yeah. skip the step. Exactly right. Yeah. So I think uh, if there is a change, I think it will be slight, and I think more anything will be closer to how the featured snippets work, and it'll end up driving its own type of traffic. Gotcha. Any other interesting insights you have? Um, as I mentioned, it is interesting that when it gives a wrong answer, it'll still give a very confident answer. Um, I did ask it for search volume for some keywords, so I gave it some keywords and asked it for search volume. Sure. A friend of mine actually showed this to me first, and then I played around with it a little bit, and he was correct. It just makes up numbers. Really? Yeah, so you say, like, hey, what's the search volume for this particular term? And they'll be like, it's 3,000. It's just making something up. Wow. So it's, it's almost like it's looking, it's aiming to please. It's like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an answer. Don't worry. <laughs> but it's not, it doesn't really care if it's the correct answer or not. It's, it's basing that off of data it's found on the Internet, which may or may not be correct, not actual data from Google or... And this kind of demonstrates that it doesn't understand the question. Yeah. It's not processing. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't give you that information. I don't really know. Yeah. You know, it has no way to express that. Yeah. You know, it's just, again, it's predicting words that should be around what you're asking. Yeah. That's all it's doing. Gotcha. That's it for AI, episode five. What do you guys think? Uh, stay tuned for episode six. 
and what are your SEO options? What can you do today to help your website? This has been Kyle Roof. I'm Adam Truskowski. And if you'd like to find out more about how SEO can help your business, book some time with me. hvseo.co forward slash booking. We'll see you in the next one.